The Bear and the Fox by P.C. Asborsian. Lords and ladies, welcome to the Junior Classics. Hi there, I'm Sir Bradley Hassey, a teller of borrowed tales. Join me as I share stories of courage, adventure, and wonder. But don't take my word for it. You can find out for yourself on today's Junior Classic. Welcome, Junior Scholars. I am Sir Bradley Hassey, guardian of the written word and your guide through the Junior Classics. Our mission is to safeguard the classics and inspire children to a love of good reading and a real and lasting interest in Western literature and history. If this is your first time listening, thank you for joining us. And a very special thank you to my loyal listeners who tune in each and every episode. And especially my Patreon supporters who help keep the show going and growing. If you like what we are doing, creating stories for the good of your kids, consider supporting me on Patreon for five bucks a month. You can also write me a letter at P.O. Box 1153 Crown Point, Indiana, 46308. And today I have a shout out to young Master Aiden of Georgetown, Texas. Thank you for the kind letter and the wonderful picture of the creation story. You can check out the Junior Classics YouTube channel to see me open your letter. And you, young master, have a Nordic activity book on the way. Now today we return to our regularly scheduled series, Tales from the Norselands, with a classic set of fables called The Bear and the Fox. But before we get to today's tale... Lost and found words! Listen carefully to these words and their meanings and try and spot them during the story. Our first word today is more. That is M-O-O-R, more. A moor is open, rolling land unsuitable for farming. A boggy area that is especially peaty and covered by grasses and low vegetation. You often hear about moorlands when speaking about England. Our second word today is victuals. Victuals is another word for food or provisions. So if you want to impress somebody next time you're uh, eating at the table, use the word victuals instead of food. Our third word today is thresh, T-H-R-E-S-H, thresh. This means to separate seed from a harvested plant, often by beating it repeatedly. And our fourth and final word today is tear, T-A-R-E, tear. Tear is a weed that grows amongst a planted crop. Once the tear starts growing, If you pull up the tear, it would also pull up the crop and destroy it. That's all for today's Lost and Found Words. Now, on to the show. Do you remember our friend Raynard the Fox? He has appeared in a couple of our stories so far. Raynard is a trickster, a cunning character who survives through his cleverness. He represents the power of wit or smarts over strength. In our story today, Raynard is going to have a series of adventures with Bruin the Bear. Did you know Bruin means bear? 
I didn't. I do know of the Boston Bruins hockey team. And guess what? I looked it up and their mascot is a brown bear. Bruin is from a middle Dutch word, which means the brown one. Bruin can refer to any bear, but it is best applied to the European brown bear. Well, now that we know that, let's start the story. By P.C. Asborsian. Part 1. Slip Pine Root, Grip Fox Foot Once upon a time there was a bear who sat on a sunny hillside taking a nap. Just then a fox came slinking by and saw him. Aha! Have I caught you napping, Grandfather? See if I don't play you a trick this time, said Reynard to himself. He then found three wood mice and laid them on a stump of a tree just under the bear's nose. Boo! Bruin! Peter the Hunter is just behind that stump! shouted the fox right into the bear's ear and then took to his heels and made off into the wood. The bear woke at once and when he saw the three mice he became so angry that he lifted his paw and was just going to strike them for he thought it was they who had shouted in his ear. But just then, he saw Reynard's tail between the bushes, and he set off at such a speed that the branches crackled under him, and Bruin was soon so close upon Reynard that he caught him by the right hind leg, just as he was running into a hole under a pine tree. Reynard was now in a fix, but he was not to be outwitted, and he cried, Slip, pine root! Grip fox foot. And so the bear let go his hold, but the fox laughed far down in the hole and said, I sold you that time also, grandfather. Out of sight is not out of mind, said the bear, who was in a fine fury. Part 2 The Bear and the Fox Make a Wager. The other morning, When Bruin came trudging across the moor with a fat pig, Master Reynard was laying on a stone by the moorside. Good day, Grandfather. What nice things have you got there? Pork. I have got something tasty as well. What's that? It's the biggest bee's nest I have ever found. Ah, indeed, said the bear grinning, and his mouth began to water. He thought a little honey would be so nice. Shall we change victuals? No, I won't do that, said Reynard. But they made a wager about naming three kinds of trees. If the fox could say them quicker than the bear, he was to have one bite at the pig. But if the bear could say them quicker, he was to have one suck at the bee's nest. The bear thought he would be able to suck all the honey up at one gulp. Well, that's all well and good, but if I win, You must promise to tear off the bristles where I want to have a bite. Well, I suppose I must, since you are too lazy yourself. They then began to name the trees. Spruce, fir, pine, growled the bear. His voice was very gruff. But all these were only different names of one kind of tree. Ash, aspen, oak, screeched the fox 
so that the forest resounded. He had thus won the bet, and so he jumped down, took the heart out of the pig at one bite, and tried to run off. But the bear was very angry, because he had taken the best bit of the whole pig, and seized hold of him by his tail and held him fast. Just wait a bit, said the bear, who was furious. Never mind, grandfather. If you let me go, you shall have a taste of my honey. When the bear heard this, he let go his hold and the fox jumped up on the stone after the honey. Over this nest, I'll put a leaf. And in the leaf, there is a hole through which you can suck the honey. He then put the nest right up under the bear's nose, pulled away the leaf, jumped onto the stone and began grinning and laughing. For there was neither honey nor honeycomb in the nest. It was a wasp's nest as big as a man's head, full of wasps, and out they swarmed and stung the bear in his eyes and ears and on his mouth and snout. He had so much to do with scratching them off him that he had no time to think of Reynard. Ever since, the bear has been afraid of wasps. Part 3. The Bear and the Fox Go Into Partnership once the fox and the bear made up their minds to have a field in common, they found a small clearing far away in the forest, where they sowed rye the first year. Now, we must share and share alike. If you will have the roots, I will have the tops. Yes, Bruin was quite willing. But when they had threshed the crop, the fox got all the corn, while the bear got nothing but the roots and tares. Bruin didn't like this. But the fox said it was only as they had agreed. This year, I am the gainer. Another year, it will be your turn. You can then have the tops, and I will be satisfied with the roots, said Reynard. Next spring, the fox asked the bear if he didn't think turnips would be the right thing for that year. Yes, that's better food than corn, said the bear, and the fox thought the same. When the autumn came, the fox took the turnips but the bear only got the tops. The bear then became so angry that he parted company then and there with Reynard. Part 4. Reynard Wants to Taste Horseflesh One day, the bear was lying eating a horse, which he had killed. Reynard was about again and came slinking along, his mouth watering for a tasty bit of the horse flesh. He sneaked in and out and round about till he came up behind the bear. When he made a spring to the other side of the carcass, snatching a piece as he jumped across. The bear was not slow either. He made a dash after Reynard and caught the tip of his red tail in his paw. Since that time, the fox has always had a white tip to his tail. Wait a bit, Reynard, and come here and I'll teach you how to catch horses. Yes, Reynard was quite willing to learn that, but he didn't trust himself too near the bear. When you see a horse lying asleep in a sunny place, you must tie yourself fast with the hair of his tail to your brush, then fasten your teeth in his thigh. Before long, the fox found a horse lying asleep on a sunny hillside. And so he did as the bear had told him. He nodded and tied himself well to the horse with the hair of the tail, 
and then fastened his teeth into his thigh. Up jumped the horse and began to kick and gallop so that Reynard was dashed against stone and stock and was so bruised and battered that he nearly lost his senses. All at once, a hare rushed by. Where are you off to in such a hurry, Reynard? Said the hare. I'm having a ride, bunny! The hare sat up on his hind legs and laughed till the sides of his mouth split right up to his ears at the thought of Reynard having such a grand ride. But since then, the fox has never thought of catching horses again. That time, it was Bruin, who for once had the better of Reynard. Otherwise, they say the bear is as simple-minded as the trolls. The end. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed that story. As I was researching uh, my lost and found words, especially the tares and the threshing, I came across a parable in the Bible. And uh, young Master Aiden, since you had uh, you enjoyed my creation story so much, this parable is for you. This is the story of the weeds or the story of the tares. Jesus told the crowd another story. Here is what the kingdom of heaven is like, he said. A man planted good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came. The enemy planted weeds among the wheat and then went away. The wheat began to grow and form grain. At the same time, weeds appeared. The owner's slaves came to him. They said, Sir, didn't you plant good seed in your field? Then where did the weeds come from? An enemy did this. He replied. The slaves asked him, Do you want us to go and pull up the weeds? No, the owner answered. While you are pulling up the weeds, you might pull up the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the workers what to do. Here is what I will say to them. First, collect the weeds. Tie them in bundles to be burned. Then, gather the wheat bring it into my storeroom the lesson here guys is the story of the weeds is about people some people are real believers and some are not it is hard to tell the difference all we should do is wait and let god decide who is a real christian when jesus returns for right now just worry about being a good seed well that's all i got for you this time until next time I am Sir Bradley Hasse. Be brave, be loyal, and speak the truth. Now for you parents out there, I want you to understand why we are doing this, what we are trying to achieve, and how you can help us. This is a rescue operation to preserve the classics and the wisdom within before it is lost forever. Our goal is to inspire children with a love of good reading by safeguarding and breathing new life into the greatest stories in history and empower you, the parents, with a resource you can trust to enrich your child's mind and spirit. We don't want these stories and the wisdom within to be forgotten so our children don't have to learn these lessons on their own. The most important thing you can do for us is to spread the message and tell others about these stories and what we are doing. If you want to donate, we would love that as well. 
My promise is that 100% of donations will go to building the impact and quality of the Junior Classics. If you have feedback and thoughts on how we can do things better, please send an email to juniorclassicspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to the Junior Classics. And now, a small piece of John Sibelius's Finlandia.